last known remnants of Earth's people are... All right, well, welcome to seminar episode 99's commentary, A Time to Cast Away Stones. Joining us today is uh, Jeff Robinson, writer of our first short, Corporate Space. Hello, Garen. Good to be here. And also Anthony Birch, the writer of our second story, Come On and Slam. Hi, sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't apologize. It's fine. Listen, you cannot make any more mistakes than I did last commentary, which was my first commentary I hosted. I forgot to introduce my boss, and I got a writer's name wrong, and then, like, it, it was awful. And, you know, so don't worry. You can't make any more mistakes than I did. No, no, I already did make the mistake, which was the story that I wrote. That's the, that's the apology. <laughs> I liked it. It was great. It was hilarious. And it, it's, it's rather timely, I have to say, given the, uh, well, I don't want to give anything away. If you all haven't listened to the episode yet, no spoilers here. But uh, yeah, guys, welcome to the commentary. And uh, yeah, so the, unfortunately, Cat Pride could not join us, the writer of our uh, rappers, uh, but hopefully she'll be here for the next commentary, because I believe that after episode 100, she'll be handing things off to another writer. But anyway, here we are into the first rapper. And uh, as Kat's not here, I guess I'll just talk a little bit about my thoughts about how I was putting this together. So for, the interesting thing for these rappers is that um, in rapper two and three, they actually uh, required me to use the endings of Corporate Space and Come On and Slam uh, respectively, so like that was kind of a fun thing to throw in there because New, uh, played now by Briar Zachary, and uh, Thomas Dan Foster, uh, they're looking for a shuttle to escape Byzantium, and uh, yeah. So initially, Zurash told them that they'd have to search each shuttle manually, and there's something like like 50 shuttles in the bay, so that would take them a lot of time, and they're short on time because the Zarak are coming. The Zarak are coming. Oh my gosh, but um. Yeah, so it was kind of an interesting challenge to get that in, but so this is the first episode I've ever directed on my own completely. So rappers, shorts, everything, and uh, I made I made a choice here because um, in the writing, it, Thomas says he's in a little hollow box. So I decided, well, and like there's references to him hovering around, so I, I put in a little hover sound for him and kind of made his voice tinny, like a like a little cheap toy kind of thing. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it worked, uh, worked really well for me, Garen. I thought you did a, an excellent job. And uh, I, I, I really like uh, Briar Zachary as our, as our new, uh, new, new is being the name of the character. And uh, like, like you were saying, uh, the, the echoes of the stories within the rapper, um, I thought was a particularly neat touch. I, I can't think of any other previous episode of Seminar where they've done that before. And it really kind of helps the stories and the rapper feel like kind of one holistic uh unit it was really cool yeah because that, that's something that always kind of stuck me in the head was that um you know they're listening to these stories while they're doing stuff but you never hear them listening to the stories exactly yep mm -hmm. uh, so yeah I, uh, well done oh sorry anthony uh, I I didn't actually know that because uh, I hadn't listened to any seminar before I submitted my story so I actually didn't know that there was this this frame narrative 
So when mm-hmm. I turned this on, I was like, this is this is like re- this is like this is like real audio drama. This is like not screwing around. This is like actually good <laughs> and like 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 really really not messing around and trying to create an atmosphere. And I was super impressed and uh, very confused initially. I was like, wait, when does my horrible thing show up? <laughs> Yeah, I do think it's uh, Pendant's longest-running show at this point, dating back to at least uh, 2007. So, um, yeah, they've been at it a, a long time, and it's really neat to dig through the archives sometimes and listen to old episodes. Hmm. Oh, and by the way, we're now into corporate space, Jeff. This is your short, so mm-hmm. as we get into it, uh, were there any particular challenges you had in writing this? Sure, so this was my first uh, foray into writing for audio drama uh, at all. I, uh, you know, just uh, had been kicking around this idea, wasn't sure if I was going to put it to paper as a as a short story or a novella. And I, you know, that's uh, about the time I started getting involved with uh, Pendant as a, as a director and an actor myself. And I said, you know what, this is uh, the perfect opportunity to try to put something together um, for a seminar. So I, uh, I wrote it, uh, definitely went through a few rounds of revisions with uh, Tilly, which was hugely helpful and, and made the finished product so much better. Um, you know, I had kind of moments in my original draft where, you know, it was basically the equivalent of an actor turning to the camera and like reading like the exposition and like explaining everything to you, which which obviously plays very poorly and you do not want to do. Uh, so Tilly was like, let's 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 make some things less obvious here. Think of different ways you can communicate the same thing. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, the, the finished product is so much better than it would have been with my original draft. Nice. Yeah, because I mean, when I got the script and I was reading through it, I had no idea this was your first audio drama writing experience. So I mean, hats off, man. Like the two of you did some great work there. Yeah, 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 thank you. It was it was a uh, it was fun to put together, and uh, you know I've always been a you know a sci-fi guy myself, so I kind of wanted to say like how can I add, how can I make a sci-fi story, but add you know tie it to current events, tie it to you know certain things going on today. For example, um, you know corporations basically uh, you know being able to do whatever they want, it seems, uh, half the times, you know, so why not uh, put them in space and say, hey, you know, now there are truly no rules, no government regulations whatsoever, and uh, they're going to war with each other, basically, was the idea behind this story. What made you want to um, uh, tell this story in the audio log for audio medium format? Um, I, I didn't set out to, to do it in audio in particular, but uh, I, I figured, you know what, there's there's lots of sound that goes with, uh, you know, mining, for example, and, uh, you know, sort of a military type activity, like definitely tons of effects that you could work in there. And, and uh, I figured it was just kind of a great way to sort of get the story, get the story out there more, more interesting than reading it on paper, uh, uh, from mm-hmm. my perspective. Yeah, one thing I really enjoyed about the sound design process for this is that, yeah, it's it's futuristic technology. They're on other planets doing mining and stuff like that. But at the same time, the way the workers were treated really made me feel like these corporations would not be spending huge amounts of money on the equipment for these people. It's still, like, so, like, I, exactly. I was really happy yep. I could use, like, gritty, dirty kind of sounds. And especially the phone that Angel picks up when it was ringing in the um, the trailer, I imagined like one of those old wall phones. Exactly. Know? Yeah. <laughs> so I just gave it this annoying wall phone ring and like made it very loud when he picked it up and put it down. So it, it was a lot of fun to work in like um, like old gritty tech with this newer sci-fi version. So it was kind of fun. 
yeah, I love the finished product, and yeah, there was there was no, uh, you know, it was super cool to, to hear this come to life, uh, being you know my first first attempt doing this. So so really great experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I uh, I got to work on this because yeah, I had like I said before, I had no idea this was your your first audio drama writing experience because it came off perfectly in my own head. Like I could see and I could hear and I could smell and feel everything that was in the in the atmosphere. So it was really quite easy to put it all down. And you, uh, you, you, I assume you're like me in terms of you didn't actually hear any of the episode until just you know a week ago when we got the the link so we could we could do the commentary, right? Right, right, yeah, ex- exactly, yeah. I didn't I didn't uh, hear any of it until the finished product was totally done, which which is uh, how I liked it. It's you know kind of you you send it off and then you wait several months and then later you get to hear. Uh, how the finished product sounds. So I, I, I specifically like that. Like I, I didn't want to be involved in the process of, uh, you know, sort of uh, directing and editing it. I prefer to sort of send it off and, and hear how it, uh, hear how it turns out once everything is uh, out the door, basically. That's cool. Yeah. I literally, I forgot that I had, I have a it's tremendously bad memory. So I forgot that I had written anything for this episode. I forgot so much that I got an email that was like commentary seminar. And I was like, I don't know any, I've heard those words individually, but I don't know what they mean together. I was like, what is this weird? Sp-? So I sent a really rude email being like, I don't know what the hell this is. I don't want to take me off this weird scam email. And I was like, oh, this is the thing that you wrote like in December. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes, I would love to. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's okay. Oh, I got told you. That was what was happening. Cause I mean, the spam emails these days are just awful. So no, trust me, there was no offense taken. Uh, when I when I got the response, I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." He just doesn't remember. I'll I'll remind him. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted my apology on the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can it can feel like a long uh, it can feel like a long production cycle sometimes, and you know you're you're sort of uh, whether you're an actor, a writer, a director, it's like you know when do I get to hear the final thing? Um, but uh, it's always so cool when you do, and the the waiting is uh, is uh, is worth it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a really nice little gift to receive, especially having more or less forgotten about it and be like, oh, wow, it's like it's all done. And it's because I'm so used to doing, you know, my own crap on on YouTube or whatever and having to like slave through all of the individual bits of production that it was was so fun to just be like, oh, somebody else did all the hard stuff. Ah." (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, I couldn't do the quote unquote hard stuff unless you did the hard part of writing it. So, you know, thank you (laughs) to both of you. Oh, this, this was a fun scene for me because, um, like, I had a real hard time finding pick sounds mm-hmm. in uh, the, the sound effects library we use. So I actually had to do Foley for um, for Jessica's character coming up where she's, like, hitting things with a pick. And uh, the way I did that is I have this giant iron towing hook that I found on the street one day. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I just recorded myself like tapping the floor, not too hard because I don't want to break my nice floor. Because um, like my, my studio is in a, a basement with cement floors, so it's like this is perfect. Uh, and then like dragging it on the ground and stuff like that. So that was kind of a lot of fun. I wasn't sure how it turned out, and then when I heard it in the fin- finished thing, I was like, "Dang, you don't need a pick. Just find something heavy and metal." <laughs> but yeah, something that surprises me getting into directing audio dramas is like when you record music they say this a lot like you can never listen to one thing at a time and edit it like do eq for it or compression for it like you have to listen to it in the mix because individually 
these sound effects sound like nothing. <laughs> but then when you put them all together and have like the background sound and the characters acting, it all comes together and it's just like, dang, that works. That's yeah. is that like over an overwhelming way to work? That sounds like it might be difficult to like, oh crap, I can't just like isolate stuff and do it all to get like how how hard is it to get to that point where you can actually judge all of it together as a cohesive whole? Well, I mean, I've been doing this about a year now, I think, and my earlier attempts were not so great, um, in my own opinion. Like I've been trying to improve each time. But the kind of things that I'm listening to are like volume of effects and then um like if it sounds like there's too much sound in one frequency range, like um, how to put it, like if someone's playing guitar and you have somebody talking, there, there's going to be a lot of the same frequencies there because like uh, vocal frequencies tend to be in one place and guitar frequencies cross over that. So if I want the vocals to come out more, uh, I don't just have to turn down the volume of the guitar. Um, I can also do like an EQ cut where the, where the vocals are sitting. Um, so like I'll hear around the guitar. Oh, so it's like after all you can start I, I start hearing like, okay, this can come down. This can be cut with EQ uh, just to make room. It's like I can start visualizing the space in my head That's fascinating. and like figure out how things there. Ah, but oh, we're into the second rapper. And uh, man, this this was a lot of fun because Thomas is freaking out. And I love when Thomas freaks out. Like Dan Foster does such a great job. Because before, what's interesting is he was playing a character named Alex and Thomas, because they're kind of like, as far as I understand, I also have not listened to every episode of Seminar. They're kind of like twins. Was that the case, Jeff? Do you know? Uh, I honestly do not. But yeah, yeah. Now, uh, now uh, you know, we've got Dan as as Thomas, and like you said, he used to be Alex, and he did a great job bringing a different energy to, to those two characters. Yeah, because Alex was kind of like angry and brooding. But, uh, exactly. Oh, oh, we're into Come On and Slam. <laughs> Anthony. Yeah. Is there anything you want to drop on us about Come On and Slam? Uh, sorry, I'm just, I'm so distracted by the, the God performance. That was the thing that jumped out at me the most. It's just like, I, of all the, the ways I expected God to sound, that was like, a really pleasant surprise. Um, yeah, it's just this... you wrote, yeah, you wrote God initially as a woman. I did. Yeah. Through the no, sorry, I noticed ahead. there was no specific gender. Um, so when I listened to the auditions and when I cast it, I, I said like any gender would be fine because there's no like he said this in reference to God mm -hmm. or like she said this in reference to God. And I, I just want to put out there, I have no um, preference for the gender of God. Like there's. Oh yeah, nothing... let's get you canceled. Let's see how bad this can get. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, ideologically, like I have no one way or the other. Honestly, I don't really think God has a gender if there is a God. So whatever. But when I was listening to the auditions, what was amazing is how many people sent in, I am God. Oh, wow. And I was like, I mean, that's good. It's, there's nothing wrong with those auditions. It's just that the kind of energy I got from the script was almost like a tech bro giving a TED talk or like having a town hall about their new product. Sure. And I was like, I can't have like, like an all-knowing, all-powerful God in this setting. So when, uh, yeah, the, the actor I eventually chose was uh, David Jeffress. Um, when I heard his audition, I was like, oh my gosh, he's just annoying enough and just into it enough that it just worked really well for me. 
and and especially later on, there's um, there's some kind of like misogynistic lines from God towards Sylvia Plath, who is played by uh, Miranda Leonard, who is a, a seminar regular, I got or a pendant regular, I gotta say. Um, I just I couldn't see a woman saying that, mm-hmm. and so yeah, that that makes a lot more sense, honestly. Yeah, so it kind of reaffirmed my choice when I when I was narrowing it down. I, I had like a, a had David Jeffress and a couple of, of other performers kind of like neck and neck and i was just like yeah it, i feel like this has to be a guy because i can't see a woman saying that to sylvia plath i gotta say i'm really impressed with uh, the thing that just happened because I, when i was writing the script uh in the back of my head i can't remember if i read it in a script direction but like the idea of transitioning a thousand years through some sort of weird heaven time thing i was like good luck whoever is going to edit this together and try to sound design what that sounds like because i have no idea and uh I thought you handled it really well. The like little like kind of tinny uh, chip tune thing and the whooshing of air and stuff like it totally communicates what is actually going on, which is a completely nonsensical, you know, time shift thing that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, because what you wrote was like God messes around with her watch and then pushes a button and then everything speeds up. And I was like, well, all right, I can, I can speed up. But like I, I took um, some of the, the ambient background talking um, files I had and I just sped him up like a billion times and then uh, like s- slow sped him up slow sped him down at the beginning and end and then yeah when it, when I was going through the uh, the sound li- the music library that we use uh, all of a sudden I, I, I heard that song and I was like oh my god it's like a game show that's perfect <laughs> and that's just, really cool and it even fit in perfectly I don't think I had to edit it like sometimes I have to like uh, repeat a section or cut out a section i think i just dropped it in and it was perfect it's very cool so anthony i believe this is your kind of first foray into into audio drama writing as well just curious how you kind of uh connected with with uh pendant and and uh, submitted the script for seminar yeah i uh i think i just saw on twitter that 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 pendant and seminar were looking for stuff and I, I i'd written i tried to write some audio drama stuff when i worked at a, a a company called riot um but it just ended up getting produced but the process was kind of interesting so i thought oh maybe i should take this old script that i've got for this this basically it's just a comedy sketch it's not really a full-fledged story you know but i like this sketch and i've never gotten produced and it was something i always want to but it would be like massively expensive to to visually produce so maybe it'd be a good fit for this so i sent it in and uh the original draft has like 20 more characters that each have like one line until he's like that makes this impossible to do in audio so maybe compress that down to just my angela and sylvia platform like one other i was like okay uh yeah there were like tons of jokes like stephen king would show up and say one line and disappear and then arl stein and da, da, da. oh my god um but yeah tilly was great um the process of working on this couldn't have been easier in terms of working with uh with uh pendant and yeah i just sent out you know a couple couple drafts and then with my horrible memory, promptly forgot about it and then sent a really mean email when I was reminded of it. So yeah, perfect, perfect production. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's what we say. Like, what is it? Uh, send and forget. So <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I, I've got forget unlock if nothing else. Nice. Well, you also sent it. So, you know, I did. Yeah. I guess that's a more important part, <laughs> but yeah, I have to say like, um, for this episode, what was really fun was like those incidental sound effects, like the speed up thing, and then, oh my gosh, when God calls Shakespeare on the iambic pentameter, mm-hmm. it's like this is this is a wrathful God moment. Yeah. So like, like the the horrible demon voice thing, and like the, the boom and the the bass rush. Oh, that was a lot of fun. But the ending, oh my gosh, 
when I read that ending, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> that was another thing that like when it was originally like, oh, I'll do this as a visual short film, like that'll that'll be easy to communicate with, you know, CG and stuff like that. And once I was put made it an audio drama script, I was like, again, good luck. Whoever's doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you gave some really good pointers like um, uh, like the Big Bang sound. Like you're like put in a big bang sound effect, put in like the little bell. And I was like, oh, my God, I can see that immediately. And then the bell inspired like the shimmers and stuff I put in the end. And then the, the you had the basketball hoop, the spectral basketball all net. And uh, yeah, no, it, there was just enough direction in there to give me like some ideas, but not so much that I, I felt stymied. Like I was trying to like a, a lot of times a voice actor, when you get too much direction, you're trying too hard to make the client happy and you're not thinking about acting enough. Mm -hmm. And so I, I find it the same thing with directing. It's like, if I get too much sound direction, I'm trying to make the, the person who gave it happy and I'm not thinking enough about what does the scene need. Mm -hmm. So yeah, everything in there was like just enough to give me some kind of an idea. And then I just went through the sound libraries and kind of imagined what I would do and it just came together. It was really nice. That's very cool. And one thing, uh, Garen, I should mention that, uh, you know, makes it makes it especially important to put um, good notes in the script is that uh, at least the way Pendant uh, produces our audio dramas, the actors record themselves completely um, on their own time, like in isolation from each other. Whoa. So all the actors, all the actors you're hearing right now, um, they did not like, you know, get together on a Zoom call to, to read their lines together. Everybody's recording completely on their own, completely self-directed. Oh. So. So, yeah, the way uh, it comes together in the end and sounds like, a, you know, everybody is in the same room and actually like playing off each other's energy is really amazing when you consider the fact that everybody um, is recording completely by themselves. Yeah. And something that really made that much easier for this script with the actors we used is that like David Jeffress has this thing he does when he makes a mistake. He goes, brr, brr, brr. That <laughs> was amazing. Like that, you can hear that throughout. I put that in because I was like, that, that's God getting flustered. Yeah, that was great. And then uh, Nettie Chickering gave this wonderful laugh after giving the, the Space Jam reveal that I just had to put in there. So like, I just imagined her seeing God's reaction and cackling. And it was, <laughs> oh, it was wonderful. And um, what else was in there? Oh, Marty Boswell as Shakespeare did this this in his audition that the thing that sealed it he's like like this wavering voice and i just i lost it i was laughing i just had to stop listening i fell out of my chair laughing it was so great yeah he sounds like uh king hamlet's ghost oh my god it was so good because in in the casting prompt i said you decide if shakespeare was a good actor because it's not like people assume he was a good actor and so he really brought that energy. And I was like, that, that's, that's the thing. That's he's really not really, really great, but he's trying. And he's, un <laughs> he's unafraid to try. Yeah. And he definitely knows of his own reputation and is psyched about it. Yeah. And, oh, my God, that, that, that Christopher Marlowe moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of those where it's like there's only so many characters I'm willing to get rid of. And this Christopher Marlowe joke, I will not lose under any circumstances. Oh, my God. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, I will be Christopher Marlowe. I, I yelled at William. <laughs> it's very cathartic. Um, and then Miranda Leonard, too, as Sylvia Plath. Like, I, I, I asked people to do kind of like a transatlantic sort of accent, like really clipped. And like, she's just she cuts with her words 
and her delivery was just mm -hmm. so cutting. Like I just, I felt bad. And I can imagine God <laughs> thinking into his chair, which I decided would be like one of those rolly office chairs. You can hear him pumping up and down throughout the short. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, kudos to the cast. And Jeff, you're absolutely right. Like everybody recording in isolation, it, it continually blows my mind how well everything fits together. Oh, and now we're into the final wrapper. And I have to say, this third part of the wrapper was kind of... Um... So the first thing I edited in a show for Pendant was the 95th episode's wrappers of Seminar. And at the end of it, the Zarok charge in and Alex is like, get out of here! Like he's yelling at them. And I didn't know... That was a great moment, mixing. Yeah to really get the sounds of the approaching Zarak, right? Because I imagine like there's like little skittly ones, like little crabs or something, but the, I, I imagine there's like a big queen one. And I, I wanted her to come up like pounding into the ground, like boom, 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 boom. And I found this sound effect for like, that I turned into a scream, an alien scream, um, which is actually a wind up toy train. When I heard it, I was like, oh, that's gonna be interesting. But I, I got to try it again in this this rapper and i was so happy to see that so it's like i'm gonna do it right this time and um mm -hmm. yeah like uh oh yeah here, here's the shuttle <laughs> oh man yeah that that was i was so glad i got to use that as like a moment of celebration for the two because then the zara come and uh yeah in a second you'll just hear like the approaching zara you'll hear the little clickety sounds in the background and the pounding of the approaching queen and um <laughs> I had a lot of fun getting that moment just right because like the music build and then the fall and then the, the scream oh my god it, it gives me goosebumps every time I listen to it yeah that's the commentary so any, any final thoughts from you guys uh, just want to thank you all for for doing the thing and helping make my dumb story and making me a part of the commentary and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's it great. I'm, I'm so glad you submitted the story. Is there is any social media you want to plug? Nah. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, but I also suck at it. So like, nah, you know, you won't gain anything out of your life if you follow me on Twitter. So just go ahead and keep on and keep it on. All right. Well, I mean, are there any other stories you got out there we can look for? Uh, I, I actually do a, a, a comedy fantasy D and D podcast called Dungeons and Daddies. It's more improvised. Uh, awesome! Oh my god, you, but it's very silly. You're, you're. I love that show, and it just dawned on me. I was like, <laughs> why is this voice familiar? You're Anthony Birch. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. On that note, Jeff. <laughs> before I fanboy, Jeff, is there is there anything you want to plug? Oh, nothing to plug, but uh, I will. Uh, I will. I will be back for for more seminar in the future. All right, and well, we are out of time. So, thank you so much for joining both of you. I cannot believe it took me this long to figure out. Okay, anyway, yeah, thanks for coming, guys. Later. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening.